Hi. Um, I'm still messing around with this podcast type of stuff. I'm still not quite sure how to master it. Um, I don't really have an axe to grind, but I might find an axe to grind later and maybe grind it at you. Uh, um, okay, I, I've done a couple of these. Now, this one I'm going to do uh, is about um, Twickenham parrots. For those of you outside the Greater London area, you, you may have come across some articles about Twickenham parrots. They aren't parrots, of course. They are Cetacular crameri which is uh, the ring-necked parrots. And uh, I've done some research. Yes, I, I haven't just sat down. This is not off the top of my head. I've actually printed stuff off. There it goes. And no, I'm, But I'm not going to go into it. It's only going to be five or ten minutes long. If you don't want to hear about parrots, then... <laughs> Sorry. They're not parrots. Sorry. They are parakeets, and they are the bane of my existence. Stopping recording now. Um, okay, um, I'm starting recording again. I didn't mean that I'd finish then. I, I'm doing this in several segments to, segments to see how I can fit these things together. Anyway, back to the parakeets. Now, there, there, there are many myths about the origin of the parakeets in the British Isles. Of course, these birds are tropical birds. They're, they're not native to the British Isles, and, you know, they were, they were brought here either, you know, as uh, cage birds or, or for zoos and stuff like that. One of the biggest myths is that uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, you, you know him? Guy with the big hair, virtually invented the elect electric guitar for these days, um, had some very bad habits, which eventually killed him. There's a myth that um, Jimi Hendrix had a pair of these and let them loose in Carnaby Street. Why Carnaby Street? I don't know. That's just ridiculous. I think this has been disproved. There's another myth about the film The African Queen. Do you know The African Queen? Uh, Humphrey Bogart, Catherine Hepburn. Really great film. They, they, they had an after-rap party at the end of the film, because a lot of it was filmed in, in Shepperton Studios, for God's sake. It wasn't in Africa at all. Anyway, they had an, uh, an after-rap party, and apparently they had a lot of parakeets flying around the room. Yeah, these Hollywood types. And then somebody opened the window, and they all flew away. It's, this is all garbage. Uh, in fact, there were reports of parakeets from 1860. Absorb that. 1860. We're talking 19th century sightings of parakeets in the UK. Now, um, they, they were probably uh, escapes from some Victorian person's aviary, something like that. Who knows? Uh, and uh, then it goes on. But you see, it, it took a great deal of time for them to breed, uh, to, to, to build up a, a breeding population, which is what we've got today, which I will come on to in a while. I may have to stop and do another section. Um, there are two other theories which possibly are also accurate. During the 1930s and again in the 1960s, and I can verify the 1961, um, there, were, there were panics about psittacosis, which is a disease that budgerigars, parrots, and all kinds of things get. Now, if they get that disease, A, it probably kills them, but it can pass it on to humans. Now, uh, apparently only sort of 1% of humans would get it die, but it can do really bad damage to you, all kinds of horrible things. I won't, I won't go into that. And so people let go their budgerigars, their parrots, their parakeets, you know, 
in a panic. I can remember being at uh, junior school and one of my little uh, friends came in crying because uh, their parents had let go of their budgerigar because they, they thought it might, you know, contract. How could it contract the disease? It wasn't really, you know, in, in contact with any other budgerigars. Oh, dear. But, but that was how bad it was. Right, okay. Uh, I'm just going to pause this here now. There will be another section shortly. Well, um, okay, um, we first started to notice um, parakeets in, in Richmond Park and other places, and sometimes down by the river. Yes, close to Twickenham and Teddington and places like that. And, you know, they were, it, they looked really weird because, of course, they're, they're very brightly coloured, and boy, do they make a noise. And, you know, crowds used to gather. Oh, look, there's a parrot in that tree. Whose is it, I wonder? No, no. And, um, and then... We used to see them flying very high over over our garden. They, they, in the first instance, I mean, you know, they, they've taken twenty or thirty years to to acclimatise themselves, shall we say, to the British Isles, and to do the things they do. And then occasionally we'd see one landing in a tree near us, and then they'd start to uh, raid our bird feeders. Uh, and um, they, they, they never actually land on the ground. They're, they're always a tree-dwelling species. I don't know why. And then they started to come over in huge flocks. And my God, the noise they make. Uh, I wish I could find an audio file that I can put into this. I might try and do it later, but I haven't managed to do it so far. They are the noisiest bird I've ever heard. I mean, you know, crows and rooks make quite a noise but I, I quite like those I mean you know they they bring me back memories of um, my father's village where there were always crows grackling up on top of the the church tower and stuff like that you know because there was nothing else going on there Jesus we're talking South Wales here um, okay um, and then and, and then they 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 lost their fear of human beings that they were terribly timid in the first couple of years but now they come down. As I said, they, they raid the bird feeders. They, they will uh, nibble off lilac buds. They will do anything like that. And now they've invaded our house. They, they have booted out these starlings who usually um, uh, nest in the eaves. Uh, I am sitting in the library and the eave is just above me. And the parakeets have, have gone in there. And I know they have young because I, I've, heard, I've heard the young chirping. The, the parakeets, despite their, their reputation for extreme noise, are actually very quiet when they're around their nesting space, obviously because they don't want to alert people. Mind you, Reuben, our cat, knows exactly where they are, and he's desperate to kill one of them. And, you know, in the early days, I wish he would, but uh, no, we're, we're not going to try and boot them out. Um, <laughs> they scratch and they scrabble. Um it's really weird. It's really weird. Okay, going to stop this section now. There might be another one. Well, okay, uh, I've not been able to figure out how to add an audio file to the end of this um, podcast. Sorry about that. But, you know, if, if you go and look for um, ring-necked parakeets on YouTube or anywhere like that, you will hear how noisy they are. Maybe I'll try and come back and do one. Otherwise... Um, this is the end of this section. Thank you for listening, if you have been.
Hello, this is Number One Son. I've uh, helped out the old boy by doing a field recording in our garden of uh, some of the local parakeets, or one of the local parakeets, and you can hear how bloody loud and annoying they are. Take it away.